Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Glory to God. Island Church, it's good to be back with you. How you doing? Isn't that a great worship? You know, when you think about the most important thing, um, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but this is the Super Bowl Church. It's the greatest Super Bowl you will ever go to. If you can get excited about Jesus, then you have arrived. Amen. You know, not about a game. I'm talking about a real, I'm talking about the game of life. You know, the struggle of life and what we endure and what we have to endure as believers. God gives us that ability to come in and press in and worship through songs so the spirit can come up on you so you can know that you're free and that you have victory. You don't have to worry about anything else. You know, I ain't worried about nobody. I ain't worried about no things. I know it's going to be all right. God has got it all in control. All, all you have to do is believe. You know, the believers have to come to a place where they're strong in their faith, not anything else. You know, we always going to be tempted on every side to worry about this and worry about that. You know, the temptations of life, I'm going to be talking about that today. And I'm going to be talking about the increase that you have to let God increase in you where you don't have temptations and you overcome the temptations and you're not worried about anything. We don't suppose to worry if we belong to the Lord. Do you know that? The church is the place where you come to get yourself Settled in to be free, free from everything else outside there. The enemy got a plan, but God's got a greater plan. So we got to, you know, Christians, we we have to prepare our heart for the coming of Christ. Oh, he's coming. It's a joy to know that he's coming back. You know, we don't sit here and, you know, and be in fear and doubt the fact that he's not coming. He's coming. All we got to do is press through. Yeah, amen. The church, we have to press through. The body of Christ have to press through all these things because we are surrounded by all these things. The, the culture we're living in and the things and, you know, overcoming these things and dealing with these things. If we don't deal with them and allow ourselves to be free through the word of God, we, we can never experience what holiness is. Yeah. See, I experience holiness every day. Every day I get up, I experience holiness. Even if I come to church, even if I got to go preach, I ain't got a word, but the Holy Spirit got a word. He's going to come with something. He's going to bring something, right? I got to believe that. See, when you get to that place of knowing that who you are in Christ, then you don't just sit here. You praise God, you worship God, you give to God, and you don't expect anything back because if you could become a giver to God, God will give you the desires of your heart. He will set them right in front of you. I am a living witness to that. Why? Because I surrendered myself. Most believers won't surrender themselves. There's no halfway in with God. You're halfway in with everything else, but you can't with God. You know, we want to see that, you know, we, we want God to give and extend to us something, but we won't give God our heart. Oh, that hit a nerve, didn't it? See, all he wants is your heart. He don't need anything else. He can do the rest if you can give him your heart. What did he say? David, a man after my own heart. Yeah. David has so much wickedness in him, but God goes on to say he's a man after my own heart, knowing that I can use this man because of his heart. 
He's looking at the heart of a man. Yeah. He's looking at your heart and seeing if you believe what this book here says instead of what everything else around you is talking about. Yeah. The confusion of everything else. Let us pray. Father, we love you, honor you, praise you. We thank you for the victory. We thank you for church. We thank you for worship. We thank you for the grace that you have extended to us. We thank you for the mercy that you give us daily. And Father, we thank you for the gift of life that you give us the opportunity to fulfill your promises while we're here. Father, your promises are great in our life once we understand them. Once we understand that man has no control over our life, but you are the lifesaver for us in everything that we do. Father, may we always remember to praise you and worship you and glorify you. Even when we're not in the house of the Lord, even in our own house, we learn to praise you and give you glory because you're worthy of everything. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, glory to God, Island Church. It's good to be here. It's good to see all these wonderful faces this morning and to understand that Jesus is still sitting on the throne. Amen. And that he's Lord. Well, we're not some things, but everything. Now, don't cut yourself short and think some things and think God has forgot about you. God does not forget about you. What happens is people forget about him. We forget to commit ourselves. We commit, uh, commit to the work that we're supposed to do and our participation in the church that we're supposed to do. We forget that, and then we get stuck. That's why, we can't over, that's why we can't overcome some things in our life. So many of us can't overcome things. I've overcome everything. The devil is a liar. Not just some things. I've overcome everything in my life. Why? Because the word said that, that you become an overcomer by the blood of the lamb, not by anything else. If you can really receive that today, and this message today is about overcoming the temptations, the struggles, the temptations that are at your fingertips, the temptations that's all around you. How do you overcome them? You remember in Matthew 4, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And when he came out 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry afterwards. And guess who was there when he came out? Guess who always there when trouble's on your side? The enemy himself. But Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What happened to us are understanding. He's talking about every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, from his word that would help us overcome all these things. Because the enemy was there to tempt him, just like he tempt you and me. Oh, I'll give you this. I'll give you a new job. I'll give you this. Just don't worship God. He was there. He's like, I'll give you this. I'll give you all this if you just bow down and worship me. But Jesus put something so profound on him was the word of God. It is written. That's what he said. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Yeah. When, the enemy, when the enemy comes along to tempt you, what do you have to fight with? But what if you don't know the word? What do you have to fight with? That's why the enemy is having so much victory over people, even Christians. 
You know, because they don't know the word. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. There's no knowledge and understanding. We got knowledge of everything else except the word of God. Why? Because we don't saturate ourselves with God in the word, and we don't eat the word, we don't chew on it. But we want God to give us a victory over all these things. Give me a financial victory. I never ask God for anything. I just ask God to train me up and raise me up the right way. How about that? How about, how about going back to that and asking God to train you up and raise you the right way to be the believer that you're supposed to believe? How about allowing the Holy Spirit to ascend up on you and teach you all things, not some things, because he will teach you all things if you allow him to send up on you. He'll teach you the word of God. He'll teach you what scriptures mean. He'll teach you how to fight the enemy. He'll teach you not how to, he'll teach you not to worry about things. He'll teach you not to have fear and doubt. He'll teach you how to stand on a firm foundation of the principles of God's will for your life. That's what we need to get back to, what Pastor was talking about. The church, we need to get back to. We can't worry about them out there. We have to become everything that God created us to be. And then they will look at us, and they will keep looking, because revival is coming. The day of it is going to happen. And the real, the real believers are going to be in front of everything that takes place when revival comes. Yeah. So those that don't know about it can come in and experience the goodness and the glory of God. Yeah, See, we have to be ready. We have to be equipped. There's a certain group like you that are here that God is calling to equip. Don't quit. Don't get weary. Don't give up. Don't turn away because you think it's not going as the way you think it should be going. God don't work on your time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, am I in the right place? God does not work on your time. He's working on his time. But he's got to make sure that us that are strong in our faith and have a firm foundation that we keep marching forward. Because we're going to have to catch those that don't believe. Because your, your, your witness will be your life, your, where you go to work and where you go to school, where, you, where you're at. Your witness is why you don't compromise and why you don't live a certain way is because I am in this place with God that I have overcome all these temptations. Yeah, See, worldly temptations are, are real. A lot of us know about it when we was living out there. But you know, when you come together and your commitment is to Christ, you no longer have those desires. People say, well, I have desires. Well, your desires haven't come off of you because your flesh is still operating. You know, it's your spirit, man, that has to operate. You have to look down in your spirit and know who you are, born of that spirit of God. The temptations, couple points I have. I just stopped by to tell you that God is good. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and I heard a song and it just reminded me, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to even come to this place. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to even be here. Whatever happened to that? Have we forgot to tell him thank you? We need to get back to telling him thank you. Not what you're going to give me, but thank you, Lord. You have made a way out of no way. Yeah, 
the goodness of who you are. You have spared me. You have spared my child. You have done a miracle in my life. That's what true worship and understanding God is all about. It's not about what I'm going to get from God. God's going to give you the keys to the kingdom. You'll know the kingdom. You'll get to hear from the kingdom if you obey him. If you walk in obedience with him, he gives you more than you could ever imagine. Some of us don't get that because we're not there. We're wondering why everybody else is there. Because I haven't overcome these temptations. I'm letting my eyes see all these things, and I think I need to attain all these things that's going to make me better. It's not going to make you better. The only thing that's going to make us better is being holy and righteous. That's the only thing that brings us to a better place and understanding how to overcome all this stuff. Cancel culture. They're talking about they're going to cancel you because you're you talking about Jesus. I don't belong to this culture. Yeah. What are you talking about, cancel? You can't cancel me. I belong to Christ. What are you talking about? We, we need to be bold about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you don't like me, oh, well, just keep on moving. But I'm going to talk about the kingdom of God. There's nothing else to talk about. I've accumulated everything from an earthly standpoint. There's nothing there. I've been to the top of the mountain. There's nothing there. But when I got to the seat of the right hand of understanding that Jesus is heir and he will be there to answer you and help you through this process, guess what we are to Jesus? A baby. Yeah. Amen. And he loves his babies. Yeah. He's crazy about them. When one can walk in humility yeah. and not boast about anything else, boast about the kingdom and talk about souls and winning souls for the kingdom and loving people and loving people right where they're at and not pointing at people because they're going through something. Have we all been through something? I'm glad I went through something. No, because it allowed me to get the victory that I needed over the enemy. You know, because this is what Jesus did in this text, you know, with the enemy, you know, being led by the spirit in the wilderness. You know, then he comes out and he's hungry, you know, after 40 days and 40 nights. Then guess who comes? The enemy himself, the devil himself. You're like, don't you want this? Well, he does that to every last one of us. Don't this look good? Yeah, he dangles right right in your face and make you believe and think. And some people are always standing for it. And then they wonder why, why nothing's changed. Because you know why nothing's changed? Because you haven't passed the test. You haven't passed the test of the temptation. You have to pass the test of that temptation to be able to go forward. You know, God will allow you to go forward once you pass that test of that temptation. I passed so many tests of the temptation. I, I just like, Pastor, I'm just like, Lord, I'm just so grateful that I can, I'm all right. I don't have to be important. I don't have to go out. I don't have to go out of my room when I go on the road. I don't have to do nothing. I don't have to see nothing because there's nothing out there. Don't dance with the devil. Because if you do, 
Well, people say, oh, it's just a little bit rubbing, rubbing up against you. I don't want, I don't want him touching me anymore. So what do you do? You safeguard yourself from the touch of the enemy. You stay holy with God and righteous with God, and God will fulfill the promises over your life. See, what I love about God is God is not a liar. We lie to each other. Oh, pastor, I just went over there to see what's over there. You already know what's over there. <laughs> you already know what's over there, so what are you talking about? <laughs> we got to learn to stop that, and we got to learn to do, you know, what we are called to do. See, everybody's called to do ministry. Not just some folks, you know. I used to think it was just some folks possibly called, you know. No, you, you, you don't get there until you submit. Yeah. You know, you have to truly submit yourself to God. It can't be no in-between straddle on the fence, you know, one minute I'm in, the next minute I'm out. Yeah. You know, you got to be all the way in. All the way. You got to drop some things off, just like Jesus was like telling the enemy, I'll give you all this, you bow down, I'll hand all this to you. You know, he does the same thing to all of us, but Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Boom. Boom. That's it. He's telling you right there. He's telling you, if you don't have no word in you, you ain't going to be able to fight him. You know, you can, some, some folks can say scriptures, but they don't have no power coming from it. Yeah. See, it's power when the word has been designed down inside of you, yeah. not in your head, but in your belly. Amen. You know, where you can learn how to fight the enemy. You can learn how to look him, stare him in the face and tell him, get thee out of here. You got to go because yeah. I'm not playing. Yeah. This is the wrong house. This is the wrong house to come around. Yeah. You know, we need to rise up. We need to understand. See, that, point number one, Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God that I don't have to preach. The Holy Spirit just preached to me. There you go. I just get out of the way. You just make your vessel clean and let him, let him just go and he'll flow through you like you, you can never imagine. So point number one, everyone has temptations, but some folks entertain them. Everyone has temptations. But some folks just entertain those temptations. So what is he saying? Get your eyes off the temptations and get your eyes on Christ. Get your eyes on Christ, but you have to know who Christ is. You know, yeah, he's a man, but he's a holy man. He's a man that never has fallen short. So when you start putting your eyes on Christ, you'll learn not to fall short when you start following his ways. He's the only one that can stop you from falling short. Yeah. You can't stop yourself. No, you can't. You know, because your fleshly desires are your fleshly desires. And you have to learn to tell your flesh, shut up, you're stupid. <laughs> See, you got to learn how to talk. Yeah. See, Christians don't understand. You got to learn how to fight. Yeah. See, I come from a fast-paced, living, world, worldish lifestyle. So I tell everybody that lifestyle is stupid. It goes, well, why, do you, why aren't you going to the Super Bowl? Why do I want to be around a bunch of sin? Oh, yeah. See, I've been there and done that. See, I already know what's there. You don't put yourself where you already know where stuff is. 
Ain't nothing out there but Delilah's and Jezebel's. <laughs> Devil could never fool me again. See, he could fool a lot of other people because they don't know Christ. Well, they gonna be like, well, Daryl just need, he needed he needed Jesus. Well, I, I'm glad I I'm glad that I needed Jesus because I surely found him. And people go, well, how did you find him? I said, Jesus has never been lost. He's never been lost, and he's never lost a battle. So you be so be grateful when you do find him. You know, be thankful that you have found someone that can change uh, to change every circumstance of your life and he could turn it around for the good because he turns everything that was broken and he turns it into good. Yes. You know, there's nobody else can do that. You can look everywhere else and you could try to attain everything else, like I said before, but Jesus is the only one that can do that in your life. Yeah. And if you kid yourself, you'll miss the mark. And so many believers kid themselves. They be saying, I praise God and, you know, I want to thank God and I want to give God the glory, but then they still be out there living. Yeah. You know, and the society want to give them glory. Oh, well, they said God. Well, just because you said God don't mean you're walking with him. Yeah. Need to have some kind of holy revelation about your life if you're walking with God. Holy commitment of your life. <laughs> Get your eyes off the temptations. Get your eyes on Christ. Point number two. It's not the temptation you have, but the decision you make about them that counts. That's what counts. It's the decision. It's the decision you make about. And even dealing with your job and people and other people and other Christians and how do you handle things, it's the decisions you make about them. If you're going to be a real, true Christian, you're going to have to learn to turn the cheek. You're going to have to learn to pray and ask God to forgive. And I need to keep going forward. I'm not a doormat. But I need to learn how to make the right decisions before I lose my cool or anything or say something wrong. You know, because you know the flesh do want to rise up. But you have to Allow your spirit man to guide you in those type of situations because we're going to run into those situations. Well, I thought everybody was a Christian. Well, just because they say they're a Christian don't mean they're a Christian. You know, you'll know by their fruits. You'll know by the way they live. You'll understand. You'll see by the way one walks and live. Then you will know how to surround yourself with the right people. You know, the, the body of Christ, the body of Christ is good. You know, and... We all got to overcome something. You know, somebody's new coming in, we can't judge them because when we were new coming in, we stumbled too. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. What did God say? Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Let's keep on going. Because this is a race that you got to run all the way to the end. You know, this is not one you're just going overnight. The miracle is going to happen. I dream a genie come on and, you know, all of a sudden you're free from everything. You know, it doesn't happen like that. It's a process for you to get to this place. But you got to keep showing up to church. Those of you that are online, you need to come back to church. Because you need to understand that the church house is good. This is where the anointing is, is in the church house. This is where the anointing breaks all that stuff off of you, whatever it may be, and allows you to overcome all these things 
that you need to overcome in your life. But if you keep telling yourself, I don't have nothing, you'll never overcome anything. You need to start telling yourself, I have things, and I need to start leaving them at the foot of the cross. I need to drop them off at the foot of the cross. See, when you drop them off at the foot of the cross, then you stop picking them up. And you don't have to carry them anymore. You don't have to fall short anymore. Well, I keep falling short because I keep giving it into my flesh. Jesus was operating in the Spirit. You know, he was led by the Spirit. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will, oh, glory to God. The Holy Spirit will walk with you and show you how to live if you just listen. If you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he will keep you safe. Yeah, amen. He will keep you from falling into temptations. Yeah. He will teach you how to overcome temptations. Yeah. And like I said, it's not an overnight process. It's a process. It's not overnight. It's a process that you have to walk through. You have to, you have to walk through a few times and bump your head and run into that wall, and then you realize, well, just like this pole, if you run into it a couple times, you'd be like, well, it's not moving. So what does that mean? If it's not moving, that means I need to learn how to walk around it. You know? And that's what we have to learn, you know, in our walk with Christ. We have to learn how to walk around things. You know, we don't want to point fingers. And, you know, I can't, I can't never get to the place God wants me to get to if I'm steadily pointing fingers at things. I'm only going to get there if I learn how to walk through them. Yeah, amen. You know, that's the way I become an overcomer of all these things. Point number three. We can't flee from temptations in our own strength, but God will give us the strength we need if we only seek him. If you seek God, he will give it to you. Christians have to learn how to get on a face with God. Stop being so prideful. God has always been here to help us. He always will be here to help us. It's just those that seek him. Let God examine you. Man doesn't have to examine you. Let God do the exam. He just wants to examine you. And he, when he does, he'll show you you. God shows every man himself. And he shows you how to get well. He shows you how to walk in the right places with the right people. And say the right things and do the right things. But you got to be willing. This, is, this, this, this relationship with God is a partnership with God. You got to partner with God. You know, it's a great partnership. It's the best partnership I had in my life is with Jesus. We're losing our kids today because they don't, Families are not in church. Yeah. We're losing them to the darkness of the culture and the society, of the filthiness of sin. Yeah. Why? Because we haven't put ourselves in the partnership with God. The adults. Don't blame the kids. It all boils down to us, the way we live. 
the way we understand life. Your kids got to see an example. They got to see a greater example than what's out there that's showing them. You know, they got to see us living for Christ, and we understand that church is important. We're going to stay in church, and, you know, you ain't got to twist their arms for them. You, you got to go. You got to come to church. Yeah. Amen. You know, ain't no excuse for people not coming to church because, well, well, the Super Bowl is coming on. Oh, well, I, I, I won't even see the game. I'll be traveling flying. Oh, well, it's just a game. You know, it's just a game. But this, 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 this life here and understanding this life and understanding who you are as a believer and what's really important, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about seeking the kingdom of God. And it's about gathering together as people and worshiping the almighty God so we can uh, enter into his goodness for our life, and then when those that need him, we will have something to give to them. Because the day is coming. They, the day is coming. Do you have something to give? Amen. You know, that's the day is coming. You know, the storms are here. You can see them. They, they, they're coming. You know, it's, it's just a matter of time before they all fall on their face. You know, they they worshiping God. On, I mean, not worshiping all these other idols and stuff on television and, and, and talk shows and all this craziness. You know, they need to see Christ in us. We need to continue to seek God for his wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. Amen. Because if we don't have wisdom and knowledge, we got nothing. You know, and you think about it, it's like, Pastor Roland, you think about it. God is giving to us freely his wisdom and knowledge through his word. You can't tell me you're not getting it. Well, if you're not getting it, it's because you're not eating it. Because he's giving it away. You know, he's giving it to those that are serious about their faith and their walk and not everything else. James 4, 7, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number one, you have to offer your thoughts to God. Number two, work on overcoming your selfishness. <laughs> boy, I tell you, boy, boy, God, when God got a hold of me, he, it was no joke. He said, you finally gonna obey me, huh? I said, yes. That was the greatest gift I ever gave to myself when I said yes. Yeah. Amen. Right. I, didn't, I didn't realize at the time what I would get in return, you know what you get in return when you work on overcoming your selfishness? You get his gift. That's the most powerful thing that you will ever receive in your life. His gift. Why? Because he knows everything. He don't know just some things. He knows everything. He, knows everything. Yeah. That's right. he, he, he teaches you how to be a minister. He teaches you how to be a person. He teaches you how to walk with humility. Takes away your pride when you allow him to have it. Yeah. And he exalts you right in front of everybody's eyes. Wow. God has exalted me in front of a society 
that had turned their back on me. But he can't do it unless I'm in a partnership with him. Not a game. And I had to stop playing games. You know, I had to sit and I had to soak in everything that he was going to give me. See, what God gives to you is kingdom knowledge. See, uh, what people don't understand is relationship with you to help you overcome he gives you kingdom knowledge. There's nothing greater than kingdom knowledge. It's the most powerful thing you will ever experience in your life when you get his kingdom knowledge. Yes, amen. I didn't go to school for this. I went to the Holy Spirit. And I encountered a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I let him lead me and guide me and teach me. Teach me when he need to say, he's a gentleman, but when I need to shut up, help me shut up. Help me not say things that I don't need to say. Correct my mouth. Let me overcome the things that are hindering me, the things that are keeping me from my destiny. See, your destiny is great. Your destiny is great. But if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to remove the enemy out of the way, you'll never get there. See, you can't move him out of the way. I can't move him out of the way. But the Holy Spirit can move him out of the way. Because then I learned how to walk and talk and act according to the biblical principles. Now I'm fulfilling what was meant for me to have. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom. Amen. What a joy. Amen. What a joy to walk in freedom. Yeah. Yeah. What a joy not to walk in handcuffs and locked up inside yourself. Wondering about what tomorrow's gonna bring. When tomorrow get here to get here. But I just know what today brings. Today brings joy. It brings peace. Yeah. It brings love. Yeah. It brings victory. Amen. It brings hope. Yeah. It brings all kind of things that are good. Amen. Those that come to the place of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, he's going to give you his goods for your life. Amen. All you have to do is lay down your life yeah. and deny yourself. And pick up your cross and carry your cross. Now you can walk. See, this anointing of God is so good. It's so rich. It's exciting when you have his anointing. It's nothing like it. I don't have to worry about being in the natural because I'm working in the supernatural. I'm working under the spiritual realm of things because it's God. It comes from him. It doesn't come from man. We look for men to try to make us happy. They cannot make you happy. They only want you for what they want you for, and then after, they're done with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Point number four, be very sure that you do not place yourself in a position to be tempted. Hallelujah. You better learn to put on some running shoes. We got to learn how to run from things. See, when I 
fell in love with Jesus, I started running from everything. I don't want to see nothing but righteousness in my life. I've already experienced enough death when I was out there living in sin. Oh, hallelujah. See, people don't understand. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to let sin dominate you and control you. Christ has already taken care of that for you. You got to learn how to position yourself not to get in those situations where you're stuck in that sin because it will keep you there longer than you can ever imagine. And you wonder why you never can get out of it. Because you have positioned yourself in that. When you don't position yourself in those places and you stay holy and acceptable into Christ, you don't have to worry about that lifestyle. Yes, amen. We need to remind people, you know, it's, it's not the sin. God loves the sinner. He hates the sin. Yeah. Aren't you glad that he loves the sinner? Yeah, amen. I'm so glad he loves the sinner. <laughs> it's such a joy to know that he loves the sinner that he's preparing a place for you to come so he can restore you to wholeness and righteousness with him. He goes, I got a place for you. You just don't understand. This place over here is greater than that place you've been in. You've been falling short because of your disobedience. All you have to do is obey these commandments, and now you can live in this place here, and you can live according to my will. Oh, he's such a good God. I'm telling you, he's a real good God. If you understand these principles, point number five, be aware that Satan will tempt you at your weak point when you're weak. Not when you're strong, but when you're weak. When all hell's breaking loose, that's where he's coming to tempt you. And you got to learn to stand on the word. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I bind every assignment that the enemy has. I rebuke the devourer right now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over my life because I'm crowned from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet by God himself. Preach it. Preach it to the enemy. Then you won't be held back. You got to learn how to, you got to learn how to fight out of situations. Not somebody fight for all. Don't be like, oh, girl, pray for me. Girl, pray for yourself. (laughs) We do need prayer from other people. But I'm trying to tell you how to overcome these things. You got to learn how to pray for yourself. Well, I don't know how to pray. Well, you're going to have to learn how to pray. That's where the fight is. If you learning how to pray for yourself to get the victory over all these things that are holding you back. Yes, we need other people praying for you. No doubt about it. But when you start learning how to pray for yourself, you don't need nobody. I mean, you going, I'm going to town with the devil. I'm going in there fighting with him. Because he has no authority over my life. No, God has given you the authority to rule and reign over him. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't tell me that this don't work. This works. It always has worked, Pastor. Always will work. 
It's just the one to understand when I'm weak. Now I'm, I'm going to be strong because I know how to pray for myself. Yeah. And I know how to fight. Right. And I know how to stand up for myself. And that's what you have to come to as a Christian. We have to be able to understand to... I had this message with me that I wanted to share something that was so important, and I think it was for all of us. John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. Yeah. You know what that means? You're going to have to delete yourself. We have to learn how to delete ourselves so he can increase. Yeah. Just like you delete somebody off your phone, delete yourself. <laughs> Think about that. If you delete yourself, he will increase. That's what that John 3.30 book is about. He must increase, but I must decrease. That means I got to get out of the way. I, I got to get out of the way of thinking I know everything. You know, and I got it all together. You know, if I can delete myself, you know what deleting yourself means? You will die. And if you keep doing it, you'll keep dying. And that's what I had to do. I had to get to that place over and over and over again. I had to die. Because I didn't want myself to be in a place where my flesh was operating anymore. And God could not increase if your flesh is operating. Your flesh has to get out the way so he can increase, so he can give you more. He cannot give you more if he's blocked. So delete yourself. It means commit and surrender. It means you have to commit and you have to surrender. Because that self don't want to go. That's, that self don't want to go anywhere. That self, I, 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 you know, even in an argument with your wife, I, I know everything. <laughs> well, the, the reason why I'm saying that, because I had, to, I had to learn to delete myself. You know, the Holy Spirit taught me that because I would say something to my wife, and the Holy Spirit like, why are you talking to her like that? And I had to check myself. And I learned not to be that way no more because I deleted myself. You see, because that's the spiritual area that God wants us to live in. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's a good area when you get in there. You know. God's looking for people who has humility. Not know everything. He needs people with humility. A man with humility, God can exalt him in front of everybody. If he could just humble himself. See, we think that's a weakness. You know, I, I realized that became my strength when I started walking in humility and deleted myself. And I wouldn't, you know, raise up and say things anymore. People say, well, you, you don't say things? I, I say it under my breath. <laughs> but it keeps me safe. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I'm trying to get you to understand how you overcome all these things. Yeah, 
all these things that are, are sitting in your life and, and you wonder why I can't get past them, you know, because you're not doing any things that you need to do in a godly manner. See, you have to learn how to do them in a godly manner because we come from a fleshly place, and that's all we've ever known how to do is act any old kind of way and say any old kind of thing. So uh, God had to take me through training school and all this stuff. I'm glad he took me to training school before he ever put me in a pulpit because he said, if I put you in a pulpit, you need to know one thing. You cannot play in that pulpit. You know? He said, no playing in that pulpit. See, I knew he wasn't playing when he told me that. So I knew he was serious about all these different roads that I had to take to get to where I needed to get. See, because you got to take some roads to get to where you want to get if you want to overcome some things. Yeah. They're just not going to get out of your way. You got to work on them yeah. to get them out of your way. Yeah. Amen. Christ can give you the power to overcome every sin and habit in your life. Christ, yeah. not man, Christ himself can give you the power to overcome every sin and every habit in your life. But you must repent, confess, commit, and surrender yourself to him first. See how it works? He can get rid of everything. Oh, Kenny, I had a lot of junk in the trunk. But boy, did he, get, he got rid of it. You know why? Because yeah. I, I just explained to you what you had to do right here. You must repent, confess, commit, and surrender yourself to him first. Yes. Not the situations, not the things, but to him. Now he starts to do the surgery on you. He starts to operate on you. He starts to see that you're starting to bring things that are real and you're laying them down. Now you have started to walk into this place of freedom because now you're starting to overcome. You don't have to have guilt and shame anymore. You know, the devil keeps you stuck on things where you think you can't get rid of. Christ has already paid the price for you for everything. Amen. You know, and he's just waiting for you to come and submit yourself to the fact that you have them and give them to him. He doesn't need your help. But he needs you to participate in it. That was the greatest learning lesson I, I learned from Christ was I needed to participate with him. Yeah, amen. And when I started participating with him, everything else started to take care of itself. Yeah. I started having no more habits and hang-ups and started not letting people affect me, you know, because of what they would say about me. Why? Because I started understanding the symbol of the cross the symbol of the cross is holy. Yeah. So if he's going to come into my life, he's going to bring his blood that's going to flesh me. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to purify me. Yeah. And it's going to bring me to wholeness and righteousness. But you have to allow him to do it. Yeah. 
You know, I, I, I can't just say his name. I got to allow him to do the necessary surgery that needs to be done on me so I can overcome all these things that bother you. Because we live in a distraction world that bothers people yeah. with all these things and they get mad at the news and this. Well, stop watching the news. If you're getting mad at it, you're getting mad at the politicians, stop watching them. There's another thing that you could be doing instead of watching that. Reading your Bible. Because this Bible will make you run the church if you read it. It will make you run the church. It will make you give to God. Because oh, I love God. God. God does not need anything from us. He's so cool, he's just checking us out down here. They're just checking us out, seeing, seeing who, who, who is in. Because if you're in, the rewards are not here. The rewards will be on the other side when you cross over into his kingdom. They won't be here. He makes you fully aware of it. You know, we look at the stars, and they, they live such fancy lives, but they won't be entering the kingdom. They've already built their kingdom. Unless they get saved, let's, come on. We need to stop playing this game like everybody's going into the kingdom. You know? Jesus told Nicodemus, the Pharisee teacher leader in John 3, unless one is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said it himself to Nicodemus. So what do you think he's going to say to folks? Yeah. You know? We need to pay attention to the, you know, we need to really pay attention and understand what is being said in the book, yeah. the Word of God. Because everybody think, oh, well, everybody's just going to make it because they, you know, they, they, they did well and they did this. They had all the success here. Man, Jesus had the greatest success you could ever have. Yeah. He got up from the tomb. Yeah. So he's telling you, I conquered death. Yeah. So yeah. none of us is going to conquer death. But he's conquered it. So that's the greatest trophy you can ever get from life is being able to conquer death, what Jesus did. Only one man. The rest of us will never, ever be able to do that. We can achieve all these things here. We won't. I was thinking Jesus wasn't concerned I was on the cover of Sports Illustrated seven times. He was more concerned, was all going to be well in my soul. That's what he's more concerned about is all well in your soul so you can have the victory while you live here. See, I got the true victory, not from playing Major League Baseball. I got the true victory. Because all my friends are still waiting for me to come back. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're waiting. They're like, yeah, it's not real. But they don't understand 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things come new. Behold. See, new every day with God. Church, we need to get back to discipline. Not all of us. A lot of us are disciplined. But some of you are not disciplined. You're running on excitement. You're running on the next this. The next that, 
The next fix. Well, why don't you get a shot of Jesus? Get a shot of Jesus in your arm. And let that blood come in you and let him fill you up. Amen. Then you can experience the power of what Christ is all about. Because Amen. Amen. it's there. It's always been there. It's just those that have committed themselves to it and have surrendered forever. Now I want to get down to one word that I think is important for all those to understand. One word, I call it fat, F-A-T. Faithful, accountable, and teachable. Wow. Well, I tell you, when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, he gives you some stuff. Because yeah, I ain't got no degree or education or nothing, but I spend time, I, I, I listen to the Holy Spirit. I let him teach me. Like Jesus said when he was ascending, I'm going to send you one, the comforter. He's going to teach you all things in remembrance of me. So he's going to teach you the gospel. He's not going to teach you about worldly things. He's going to teach you about the gospel. Yeah. Amen. And then when you learn the gospel, then you learn what the good news is. Then you learn how to live. Yeah. Amen. Then you learn how to live for the kingdom of God. Then you know how learn how to serve the kingdom of God. Because I need to tell you that the church is good. Yeah. People are running from the church and running straight to hell. Because the church has been created way before us. And it's been created for good. It's been created to teach you who you are. Why God created you. You'll never learn that anywhere else. You can go everywhere else you want to try. You can go to every doctor. You can go to every counselor. You can go everywhere else you want to go. They will not be able to show you why you created. But you have to be faithful, accountable, and teachable. All to God. Not to anybody else, you know, your pastor here uh, teaches you, you know, through Bible studies and stuff like that. That's where you grow. That's where you come. You come to church, you need to come with a pad and a Bible. Yeah, amen. So you can learn how to be discipled. Yeah. And if you want to grow. See, the ones that grow is the ones that eat. But you wonder why, because I was always wondering why, Pastor, why my wife had so much knowledge? Because she was always she was always eating. Yeah, always in the work. Yeah, she was she was always eating. She gets up every morning at 5 30 to eat. Yeah. I was wondering why she knows so much and I don't. Because I wasn't eating. Yeah. I was just talking. Like a lot of us do. We don't have a Bible, we don't carry it, we don't think about it, you know. You can't eat if you don't have a book. Yeah. You know, I know they made iPads and phones and stuff like that. I get that. But I'm talking about one of these where you can highlight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you can highlight this baby and you highlight your papers and you can go back and eat. <laughs> over and over, over and over, over again. Amen. You know, this is where we got to get back to if we really want to grow. That's where your information is going to come. Your information comes from going back over things over and over and over and over again. 
The book of Psalms, you know, Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> it's telling you to be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. You have to learn to be still with this here so you can eat it and you can meditate. Amen. That's good. That is so good. That is the greatest victory you will ever receive over the enemy Amen. is knowing this book here. Because if you don't know this book, you ain't going to beat the enemy. Amen. His, his, job is, his job is to tear you up. You wonder why you're still being tore up? Because he knows that you don't know nothing about this word of God. Seven promises of God. I will be with you, number one. I will protect you, number two. I will be your strength, number three. Number four, I will answer you. I will answer you on my time. How about that? Not your time, but his time. The greatest people that fall in love with Jesus learn to wait on the Lord. They learn to wait on the Lord. They learn to be patient and wait for his answer, not your answer. You move ahead, you miss it. See, some people just keep moving ahead. Well, I want to be in this deal, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. What, what is God saying? What is God saying? You know, why, why things never work out? Because you don't, you, you don't wait. Me and my wife learned how to wait on the Lord. We didn't want nothing. We just wanted happiness. Yeah. Guess what? God gave us happiness and everything else, empowered with, with wisdom and knowledge and everything else. Yeah. Why? Because God knows your heart. You, can, you cannot fool God. Yeah. Amen. We cannot fool God. Number five, I will provide for you. Number six, I will give you peace. And number seven, I will always love you. Amen. God will always love you. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Everybody else will disappear. And they will be gone. And they will talk about I love you. But Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus will walk with you all the way to the end. Yeah. Amen. He will hold your hand. If you're not married, be married to Jesus. Yeah, walk with him and hold his hand because he'll take you to places and bring you such great joy and victory over all the stuff that you think you need here. And you'll realize that I don't even need this stuff. All I ever needed was a relationship with Christ. Yeah, amen. That's all it was. It had, been, it had been hanging there forever. The times of my mother praying for me. My mother crossed over into heaven and she's seeing her prayers come to pass. Yeah, amen. Because she prayed. Some of you mothers need to stay on your face and pray. Amen. Don't worry about it. Let God take care of it. Yeah. He will take care of it because he's God. He does not need your help. Yeah. Hallelujah. You got that, sister, right? See, some, sometimes we think God needs our help. He does not need our help. He can do it. He can handle it. All you got to do is get out of the way. And all you got to do is stay and rest with God. Stay in this resting place in his word. My mother stayed in that word. She prayed, constantly prayed. She prayed. She prayed for salvation. Guess what? She, she didn't only get salvation. She got me saved preaching the gospel, and I led the whole family to the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. See, you, you never know the plan that God has. 
We think, oh, my family's this way. Let God take care of your business first. Get you right, keep you right, keep you in church, keep you going down this road. Everybody else going to keep looking at you because they wonder, is it real? Are you really going to stay? See, because they don't really trust, people don't really trust people. But one thing they can't deny is the power of Christ in your life when you live in it. They cannot deny it. There's no denying that for you because you have become an example. You have become an epistle of Christ. You have become a living epistle where you live for Christ and you don't live for anything else. And that's what you really want in your life to be able to fight all these things that we're dealing with. It's the glory of God. And as I get ready to close down, I think I need to say this. The best is yet to come. (laughs) Hallelujah. The best is yet to come. For believers, the best is yet to come. Your joy, your worship, your dance, your praise, you need to get it on when you come to church. Don't worry about nobody else, what nobody else thinking. You need to press into what God is saying to you. He's trying to touch you in the midst of everything that's going on in your life. But if you don't receive it and you're not participating in it, you will never experience the goodness of the Lord. You will never know that the best is yet to come because you don't come prepared. I come to church prepared to hear worship music and praise God and thank God and give him glory for who he is and what he's already done. He don't ever have to do anything else. He's already done it. He woke me up this morning, started me on my way, gave me victory. Victory over the enemy gave you victory over the enemy. You here, so the best is yet to come for you. Claim it right now that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Church, we need to know that. Believers need to know that. The best is yet to come. Romans 8:28. And we know all things that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You need to understand we're called according to his purpose, not any other purpose, but God's purpose. The best is yet to come. Glory to God. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. Can I get somebody to play real soft for me real quick? Hallelujah. Let's get married to him then. Surrender yourself. Overcome some things. Some of you need to drop some things off. You need to drop them off. Get tired of going to church. People still got stuff and don't want to drop it off because they worried about what somebody else thinks. You want to see the best in your life? Drop those things off you need to drop off with God. God is so merciful. You'll never meet nobody like Jesus. Never. A man that takes everything. Everything, not some things. But he takes everything. And he says, leave it here with me at the cross. You know why? Because I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. I'm the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He says, I was wounded for your transgression. 
bruised for your iniquity. But he's telling you, by my stripes, you get to be healed. You don't have to live in what you're living in. If you got some things you need to overcome, come forward. I want to pray for you. Right where you at, whoever you are, there you go. Just come. The church is important, man. It's important that we understand. It's important that we understand I got to let go of some things. I got to let go of my pride. I got to let go of my ego. I got to let go of my selfishness, my bitterness. Some of you bitter with people. You need to let them go today. Come, let me pray for you. You need to let them go. See, you wonder why you're blocked and you, you, you can't experience the freedom that God has for you because you're blocked. The enemy keeps you blocked. His name is Lucifer. He was in heaven. He got kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be bigger than God. But he keeps people blocked. He keeps people stuck. Keep people, he keeps Christians believing that this, this don't work. This, this works. You know, this, this works here. You know, this is where it all starts, right here. And saying, you know what? I surrender. I surrender all. Come on, some of you holding people hostage, you know. That's keeping you blocked from your blessings. You're not going to get your blessings until you release them. young people listen to me follow Jesus nothing else this whole society is corrupted the enemy will destroy you he's not playing he's killing all our young people they're all suicidal they're all blocked from this they're all blocked from that because they're supposed to be this for, you know this talking her talking that talk that's from the pit of hell. We need not to play with that. Some of you young people need to come up here. I need to pray for you. Just get out of your seat right now. I just want to pray for you before I leave this Texas. Young people, some of you young people. There you go, don't be ashamed. Some of you young people, come up here. I need to pray for you. I need to pray, rebuke that devourer off of your life, the enemy off of your life. So you can be strong in everything that God's called you to do. God's equipped you guys for great things, but the enemy's trying to deceive you, make you believe all this other stuff is important. I'm here to tell you this other stuff is not important. What's important is knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing who you are in Christ. Some of you adults need to move. Come. Don't be afraid. God's crazy about you. Don't you want to experience his victory over situations? Don't hold on to that seat. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Come get it. God said, come now. Come now. Come now. I'm going to deliver you from it. I'm going to break it off you. Whatever it is, the anxiety, everybody's anxiety, depression, loneliness, fear, doubt. The devil's lying about that. You don't have to have that. God has conquered that. He has destroyed it. 
he's destroyed it. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, we're one big family. All of you that are here today, that's down here, I'm just your brother in Christ. I love you. I want you to have victory. I want you to understand that God's got something great for you. I want you to understand that your life is not a mistake. We live in a society that makes us feel like we're a mistake. We're not a mistake. We don't live, you know, with the anxiety and depression. The devil's a liar. He's lying about all that stuff. He wants to keep you in bondage like that and make you believe that you need medication. I need this medication and that medication. No, you need some holy medication. You get some holy medication in your life, you don't need anything else. They told me I was bipolar, her polar. Man, I started drinking Jesus, I ain't no polar. The devil is a liar. <laughs> See, the thing about it is, I love people. We have to be able to love each other. We are all hurting from something. We are all dealing with something. We come from broken, dysfunctional situations. Not everybody, but the most majority of the people do. And we need help. And where does our help come? It comes from the Lord. These young people are special. They being challenged on every side about everything now today. And we need to show them that God loves them. And we need, to, we need to celebrate them and make them important. And our adults, we need to rise up. We need to rise up and take our rightful place. This is what the church is all about. Know, the church that we need to like I said before we need to run the church we need to cover cover these young people we need to spare them from the enemy because his demonic forces are all over them if they don't fit in you listen look at me young people you don't have to fit in Jesus nobody told me that but I'm here to tell you that today you do not have to fit in God has made you special you don't have to fit in the crowd. You don't have to be amongst the people. You can be different. You can walk with God and trust God. These are important steps that you guys have taken this morning. And I'm so proud of you. It takes a lot, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do that in, in today's time and what you guys are challenged with. We didn't have the challenges that you guys had. We didn't have all internet, social media, and all that stuff. We didn't have those type of challenges growing up. And some of the adults, we need to get ourselves stuck off of that too. We need to get ourselves focused back on church and God's word and God's will. If you do that, I promise you, I promise you, God will take care of you. Because God is not a liar. That's right. But we have to do our part. That's waking up. I'm going to give one more call for men. Some of you men need to come up here. 
man needs to be released some things out of your life. Don't think you got it. You can hide it. You can't hide it. The enemy knows all about it. Amen. That's right. He's real good. And he'll keep you, and he'll keep you, and he'll never let you get the victory that you need to get over your life. So if you, that man, you need to let go of something, come up here, let me pray for you too. in church. Amen. You know, it's, not, it's nothing like church. I know I take a little time, but it's nothing like church. You know, because there's nothing like the celebration for the kingdom of God for souls that God is going to protect. Every last one of you that have come up here today, God is going to protect you. There's something about a public commitment I'm saying to God all of you and God's going to take care of you he's going to honor that he does I'm just here to tell you you know some of you hold on to your seat and you want this victory you got to move forward to be able to experience what this victory is about this is God's victory over their life you know God says I'm going to crown them I'm going to protect you I'm going to take care of you no matter what you've been through no matter where you come from no matter what the circumstances are I'm going to take care of you and I will love you I myself God will love you everybody stretch their hands towards them as we reach the heavens Everyone repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love over my life. Today, I surrender myself, my situations, and my life to you. Thank you being such a good God. I'm sorry for all that I've done. Break everything off of me so I can be new. Today, I commit that to you. Thank you for being Lord over my life in all things. You're a good God. You're a merciful God. And you're a loving God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Glory to God. Give him a hand. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous celebration for your life. Don't ever forget this. It's a tremendous celebration for your life. Hold your head up. Keep your head up. All of you. God is committed to you, and you have committed to him. God will never turn his back on you. Everyone else will, but if you stay under God's covenant, God will take care of you. Don't go back. Whatever it is trying to hold you back, fear, doubt, anxiety, whatever it is, don't go back. Don't fit in, young people. 
older people start running to the cross. Pick up the word, eat it, it's good. It's good to those that eat it. And you will see the enemy flee off your life. You stay connected with God, he will run. But if you don't, he's coming back. So don't open the door for him. Leave him out there, let him stay. Amen? Pastor, you wanna say anything? Pastor Rusty, you're good? Okay, well the rest of the congregation stand up. We'll close it out, pray for everybody. You got some giveaways, he's got some giveaways. Let's go to prayer. Father, we just thank you for the word. We thank you for life. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for strength. Father, we thank you that you allow us to push forward even in the midst of the challenges that we have. Father, we pray that no weapon formed against this congregation shall prosper over them. You say it wouldn't form against them, but it, you said it, would, it wouldn't prosper over them. It will, things will form against them, but they will not prosper over them. And I pray that, that, Father, that it will not prosper over their lives. And we thank you for the commitment that they have made to be in church today to serve God and give God the glory in all that we do. Father, we send this petition up to you, and we ask that you just crown everybody that's here today and seal it over them. And they will walk by faith and not by the sight of things. And we give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Darrell. All right. Beautiful. Amen, amen. Praise God. You know, that's great life instruction right there on serving God. Amen. Let's just make sure, though, that everybody here knows that they're saved, knows that they're born again. You know, somebody said that to me one time. Well, you can never know. Yes, you can. I know. How many know you're born again? I mean, you know, I mean, don't believe you're born again. You know you're born again. Amen. Praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment. If you couldn't raise your hand, or if your hand just wouldn't come up much, because there's always two different, two different categories. There's the time, there's the those that have never given their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then there's those that have, I like to say, they've broken fellowship with him. God never breaks your relationship, but he Sometimes people break their fellowship with God. It's called prodigal in the Bible. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I, I don't know if I died, go to heaven. Or you say this, well, Pastor, I was saved at one time, but I, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I need to be right with God. If that's you, lift your hand right now. Anyone at all? Nobody look around. One hand, God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Would raise your hand. Another hand, God bless you. Anyone else? Another hand, another hand. That's three, four, another Praise God. Help me, usher, just for a minute. I know we're standing. There's three, four. Anyone else? They say, that's me. Another one over here, Jeff. Okay, gotcha. That's five. Anyone else? We're not going to ask you to come up here. We're just going to pray with you right there. Anyone else? Real quick. Just real quick. Put your hand up. Put it back down. Anyone else? Praise God. Five people raise their hand. Everybody, you going to pray with us? Everybody pray this out loud. Heavenly Father, right now, openly and publicly, I confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you, God. 
You sent your son Jesus, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, did signs, wonders, and miracles, died on a cross, rose from the dead, did it all for me. I believe it, I receive it, I accept it. Heavenly Father, areas of my life that do not please you, I confess it to you and you alone, thanking you that the blood of Jesus is activated on my behalf, cleansing me from all sin and unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, as I stand at Island Church on February the 12th, 2023. I am right with God. I have gotten right. I will stay right in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, church, give all those people a hand clap. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah.